0: Four teaching friends from across the country
1: who've discovered that if you don't laugh, you cry and lose sight of your why. I'm Retta. I'm Deanne. I'm Tracy. And I'm Kathy.
0: And we teach so hard. You know what's hard?
2: I sure do. It's wrapping up your school year with the students virtually. Oh, yeah.
0: It's so good to be back talking with all of you and our listeners. I missed you guys.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) It was difficult, though, not to chuckle when Red asked, you know what's hard?
1: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. You're not kidding. Because since March, everything feels hard. Oh,
0: seriously. (laughs) But now it's June. And we have to say goodbye without the hugs, the gifts, the photographs, the assemblies, all of those end-of-year traditions that I'm sure we hold close to our hearts. But we have some ideas about what you can, t- what can take the place of some of your end-of-the-year traditions.
1: Ah, yes. Well, one of my favorites that actually I've been using as an incentive is to do teacher drive-bys. So I dress my dog, Gracie, up in her best turquoise bandana because it matches (laughs) her leash and her turquoise collar. And I make a sign for my kids with a crazy sign. And I have some some cowbells and Gracie rides side saddle in the back of the car. And I drive by their house. I schedule it and I ring the bells and I shout and I play loud music like Katrina and the Waves walking on sunshine and i they take the sign or i put it on their driveway or they take a picture of it and then i tell each kid um, i told each kid what what how proud i am i am of them and why i'm proud of them and that's what my teacher drive bys have been what are some of the things and ideas you guys have tried or or i have that you want to try
0: oh i love that tracy they they must love that do all your kids live locally
1: Yes, so um, I teach in a neighborhood school in a metro area. Um, so we have a lot of elementary schools in our district. Are our pretty large, not as large as yours though, but it's large. And um, so the, all the kids in my school probably live within four miles of the school. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, my kids are kind of, some are neighborhood, but then a lot are spread out all over the place. Because mm-hmm. um, whenever I see teachers do that, I think, oh, that'd be so fun, except my kids aren't all together. Yeah, um, that,
1: that's difficult.
0: So one of the things I was thinking of, we've been using Flipgrid a lot and which I love it. And so for our listeners, if you're not familiar with that, Flipgrid is an online platform where kids can record videos up to 10 minutes long um, and then they post it. And so like we do it for our math problem solving, like our math warm ups, The kids record themselves actually articulating their thinking. Um, and then I can... Other kids can reply with a video. I can reply with video feedback. So what I'm doing using Flipgrid is um, is I'm recording a video for each of my students, talking to them directly. You know, just it'll be short, like maybe a minute at the most. Mm. But then I can send that link to them directly, and it's almost as if we have that one-on-one time. And you know, now we we can't sign each other's yearbook, so I can't write to my kids. Or um, so I was thinking, the video is the next best thing because parents have mentioned they've just missed seeing our face, you know, I just seen oh, seeing us.
2: That
0: makes me so sad.
1: I know. <laughs> oh, what I, a great know. Flipgrid. I just I just dipped the toe in that water um yep. and, and it's like where have you been all my life, right? Yeah. Yep. I love that.
0: Yeah. It, it's it's one of our favorite things. I mean we use it for um you know reading response. We use it for they did a, a biography of a famous Californian, and they came dressed as the person, and they did the whole thing right on Flipgrid. Oh. oh my god! And then we shared that whole we shared that whole folder of everybody's videos with the parents because we usually have a vert we usually have a um, living history museum.
2: So yeah. instead
0: of being able to go to it, they could all literally see all the kids, and the parents loved it.
2: Wow,
1: my my kids are doing their weather reports. They're they're talking about their extreme weather that they researched, their weather phenomena. But they're doing it. You know, I I always think of like what's that, Roy Burgundy? They're always doing it like um, a meteorologist in a weather show, and so they're using Flipgrid to do that. It's a cool app. It really is a cool and it's cool free. Thing.
0: Yeah, it's great. Exactly,
1: Tracy. What you've mentioned before, clapouts. Can you talk about that? Yeah. So um, at our school, we do clap outs a couple of different ways. Um, sometimes we have returning seniors, kids who are um, graduating from high school, but have gone to our school in the past. And they all the kids in our school um, come and they sit or stand on, um, on the perimeter of the hallways, um, we have like a big circle of hallways. And the graduates walk down the hallways and the kids applaud them as they parade through the school. But then our graduating fifth graders, we always have an assembly on the last day. And as they march out of the assembly, the whole school stands and, and gives them a standing round of applause as they as they walk out. Oh, I have chills. So <laughs> oh, just one more thing that we're missing, right?
3: Well, so. we're we're not totally missing it though. No. I am from Tracy's district and I still live in the district. And our neighborhood has has done kind of a virtual clap out with cars. Mm-hmm. And they they've been holding neighborhood parades and um, it's against our governor's orders, I guess technically. But the police and fire department have been helping parents to organize it. So the teachers who want to do this have totally stepped aside. This was all done by parents in the neighborhood and their contacts with, you know, the fire department and police department. So the fire trucks and police cars take up the front of the parade and the back of the parade. And they've done several of them. They've done them for... um, stepping up fifth graders going to middle school. They've done them for stepping up uh, eighth graders going to high school. They've done them for high school graduates and they did one for college graduates. Um, and it, it worked beautifully. They, the kids were in cars. Um, I think a little unsafe, but no one stopped them with their heads through the sunroof or, you know, sitting <laughs> up in the back of the truck or whatever, waving to the crowds and everyone clapped. The whole neighborhood clapped when they went by. Um, Yesterday, even, um, they, oh, no, wait, today's Friday. In a few minutes, um, they're having one on the lawn of our elementary school with all the graduating high school seniors with their lawn signs, you know, the signs Mm -hmm. that have the picture of the kid. Mm -hmm. And and anybody who wants to, the seniors are going to stand socially distanced You know, if they graduated from that school, they're going to stand on the lawn in front of the school and you can drive by and take their pictures or just wave to them Mm -hmm. or whatever.
1: So So. one of the things with our clap out this year, though, because we can't, um, our district isn't allowing teachers to organize the drive by or any school personnel. So what we're doing is we're using our Google Meet, right? Or our Zoom. And I've invited the whole staff with the link. And they will show up at a certain time on our last day of school while I'm meeting with my kids, while all the, we all share the link. So it's the whole fifth grade, all three classes, and then the whole school, and we will clap them out online.
2: Oh, I love that. I'm getting the chills again. (laughs) again.
3: I I get choked up when The emotional (laughs) connection is there.
2: It's very sad because at the end of the year is so bittersweet, you know, and it's very tough when you can't hug them.
3: But if the emotional connection is there and real, you find a way. Yeah, you do.
2: I like, Kathy, I really like, I like your idea too about, you know, giving something personal to each kid, like, you know, talking each to each of them. And I mean, I know you can use Google Meets to do that too. And I, I think that's really good because it's special for each child.
0: Yeah. Well, and I wanted them to have something to save. So yes. I know like in Google Meets or Zoom, what we use, um, you know, it's the whole class and I don't. You know, truthfully, 30 kids don't want to listen to me talk about each kid. They only want to hear what I have to say to them. <laughs>
2: exactly. Yeah. And it's more personal, you know? Yes. Yeah.
3: Really is, there, is there a way of recording that?
2: Yes. Um, oh. No,
0: we're not allowed to record our meetings.
1: Uh, oh, we've to record our meetings because of safety. So we've had some um, experiences with kids. Telling the police the teachers doing inappropriate things in a meeting. And so um, we record them for our teachers' safety. Oh, okay. Um, Uh You know, one of the things, too, um, that you were um, talking about, I was thinking about, you know, when I tell, I do something similar with telling each child what I will remember, what's memorable about them and what I will remember. I do, I see what you're saying. But then on the flip side, I also think, though, there's something about that public recognition. Yes, that's true. That's true. You know, that, yeah, but but it might get kind of boring for them. But the thing is, is that they also know the, the anticipation, their time is coming, right? Right. right. So, Yeah. These are great activities, guys. So what about end of the year gifts? I know we always do things as teachers for end of the year for our students. So what are some ways we can compensate for our virtual lives? So those end of year gifts. My school district, in an effort to be compliant with our governor's mandate, has stated that all gifts from teachers to students must be virtual. Really? Wow. Yes.
0: Mm -hmm. Ah. Okay. So
3: that's it. Wow, that's interesting. That would it made it really (laughs) hard all over the country. Teachers are dropping off little little goodie baskets and bags and things. That's sad. Yeah,
1: so, you <laughs> well, know what? It's in compliance with what the CDC had said initially about yeah, um, surface contamination. I mean, that's true. But now we found well, but they made the policy before we found out
3: that mm-hmm. we didn't have to be uh, wiping everything down with Clorox that came to right. our door, and nobody did it more than I did. I even have two stages of uh, where things go into quarantine when they come into my house. They get wiped down and they go into the first quarantine section and they're not touched for three days. Then they go to the next quarantine station and they're there for three more days. And all that was for nothing. (laughs) Yeah,
0: (laughs) I saw videos videos of people like that, Retta. (laughs) Did
3: you see me? (laughs) You must have seen me with my roots growing out of my head on quarantining. Oh my everything. goodness. Yes. <laughs> so, so that was you.
0: Yes. Yeah, crazy,
1: crazy lady. It was peace of mind. It was peace of mind. Yes. yes. Exactly. Yes. yes. Yes.
0: So our district, or actually our school, I'm not sure about our whole district because we're so large, but at our school, um, over the next week, week and a half, all of our classes have um assigned days where kids come to pick up all their things. And so they're staggered, like three students per every 15 minutes. They have to wear a mask. You know, it's all of that. But um, because of that, I put together all their things in a bag. So they're not going to be searching all over the room. Like all their things are in a bag. But then I had ordered them. Did you know Scholastic Book Clubs delivers to teachers' homes during this pandemic? Yeah. (laughs) And so, yeah. So I was able to order books. And so I put a little wrapped book in each bag. And then I made a bookmark. Of I, luckily earlier in the year I had taken pictures, uh, one one on one pictures with each student, yes, um, and so I put that onto a bookmark with a little note.
1: Mm, so hopefully nice. they'll
0: hopefully they'll keep reading over the summer, and then at the same time you know, we get to see each other.
1: We aren't even allowed back in our buildings yet to pack up our classrooms or anything. We are not allowed. Our fobs have been just dis- have been shut down, and we cannot do it until we're given an all clear. Um, I can't even do that, (laughs) but, but you know what, there are things that you can do for gifts. So one of the things that my team and I talked about, um, I know we've all seen wordles or word clouds Yes. Mm -hmm. in the past. I've used the website, ABC. Yeah. And there's a game. If you search, it says word clouds and you can create one for each student, um, identifying positive traits and skills um, I've print in the past I've printed them in color. I've gone to the dollar store and gotten frames and I've framed them and wrapped them up and given it to them. And um, you know, since you can't if you have to do it, you could pop it in the mail to the student, although that can get expensive. You could drop do a door drop. Or you can send it to them virtually. I mean, because it's like a virtual card that says, This is what I think about you. Oh, I love so, that too. That's
0: really nice. Yeah. I usually end up doing a slideshow and then um upload it to a private YouTube YouTube link. Yes. Um you know because I take so many pictures during the year and I'm thinking especially this year it's just making you know it's so important for the kids to remember all the good times we had before <laughs> we were quarantined, yeah. right? Like oh, we did yes. so much August right, through March. This was- this
3: wasn't the whole year,
0: right, no, right? Right. And then we're going to watch that together. On my, I'm going to share my screen on our very last day of school, so we'll watch oh, the video together. Really so, nice. Kathy,
3: how do right. you make your YouTube um, video private? Could you tell us that? Well, when
0: you upload it, it just gives you a choice: public, unlisted, private, and then <gasps> you just click on okay. it, and it changes the notice. link. Yeah. Okay.
2: So you have to put do you have to put everybody's name down that gets it? When you put when you put it on private, no, 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 no. I just you just <laughs> send them the link. You send I them got it. you. Okay, yeah, perfect. perfect. I got you. And so no one, it's
0: not searchable. Like if you were to look up anything, they can't find it. They have to have the link.
2: Okay, great. That's good. I um I have a resource that I haven't made it digital yet, but it's um growth mindset rewards. And what I do is I give a, a growth mindset quote, and say, you know, this is rewarding so and so for being a great artist and, you know, I'd sign my name and stuff. So that's something you could do too. If you, you know, if you had something like that. Oh yes. Those are, I like awards. Yeah. Yeah.
1: The, The video I just finished, I was telling, um, before we started recording, I just finished, um, a video as well. And I'm doing the same thing, sharing it. And then, um, we'll be posting the link for parents to download it if they want. But that YouTube tip I have a channel that sits there neglected. I should look into that.
3: Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, YouTube is is great. Actually, there's a lot on there right now. Yeah, Yeah, but that's also
0: like where I've posted our, um, like our class play is posted there. Our, you know, the holiday program, all those kinds of things.
2: That's great. I've never posted anything on Google. I mean, on YouTube. It's
0: it's. Yeah, I have
2: a a
3: lot of videos of our kids um, doing their. Like their final response to some resources, those resources that I created with Leslie Yvonne mm-hmm. um, That we have all those videos up there for Bullyproof, Bullyproof Rainbow Kids. YouTube's
1: um, a great resource.
3: All, all with their parent, all with parent permission. A lot of great um, SEL things in there, teachers, and they're all free. They're all posted and they're free. So, oh, up Put Bullyproof the link. Rainbow. Put the link. Put the link. All right, we will. Yep.
1: So one of the other ideas that I thought of, too, um, and it was because of what I saw um, our districts doing for their seniors, and I also saw um, PTA people, some PTAs um, did this for their teachers. They created a slide for each teacher or a slide for each graduating senior with their photograph saying the clubs and organizations they were involved in in high school, and um, and then it was shared all over social media. It was on Facebook. Oh, it's, it was wonderful,
3: where, too, because yes. as, a, as a fourth grade teacher, seeing yes. the seniors that were once in my class, oh. um, every time one goes by that it was a kid that I had,
2: yes. I and all their
3: other teachers could write comments in there. And it was just that was another beautiful thing. I loved when they did that.
1: So to put that on, the, on your district's website, or to send it out on um, a district listserv or a Blackboard or whatever it is your district uses. That's another way to provide recognition for students, especially I think older students, because they're more um, savvy that way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whereas little kids, they're not on Facebook, nor should they be. Right. <laughs> so, And, so, and yeah. in our
3: district, they pose for their senior pictures pretty early on. I think they yeah. start in the fall, don't yeah, they? Yeah, I think yeah. they're in the fall and, or summer yeah. in the end of summer. So, they already had their senior pictures, and then what are they going to do with them? It was perfect. It was a perfect use yeah. for that.
2: Speaking of older kids and stuff, uh, Tracy, what's happening with your fifth graders moving on to sixth grade because they're not going to get a chance to go to the actual school?
1: How- oh, well, it's interesting because that you brought that up because today I had uh, my meeting earlier with my students and. Um, The um, middle school principal, assistant principal, the two counselors, and um, the restorative justice uh, justice teacher uh, met with them online in our meeting and talked to them about school, answered questions, introduced themselves. So the kids got to put names with faces because that's normally what they would do when we take the tour of the school. They weren't able to take the tour, but the school personnel were able to to meet the kids, and I think that goes a long way with transition anxiety
2: around transitions so important for them
1: it is yeah
2: so did all your kids show up I mean was it a good um you know
1: I it I didn't have all of them show up even though I made sure that you know everyone Mm -hmm. had the link and knew what to do and the parents were notified but that doesn't mean um Mm -hmm. Some kids aren't going to that particular middle school in the district, they might be doing a school of choice kind of situation, oh, but I'm yeah, sorry. I mean, the majority of them were there, so oh, good, yeah. So, let's talk about this during this time of upheaval caused by this pandemic. It's, it's especially important for students to have opportunities to experience community and connection, to have a sense of closure before heading off to the summer. It's, it really, really is. it, And I know for our teacher listeners out there, I know you know this. If you were meeting online with your students, they were hungry for connection, hungry for it. Mm -hmm. And it's tedious and long and and tiring to be online so much, but but they looked forward to it. And I think it helped them organize their space and their their mental space. Yes, I agree. Let's go to the next segment, and we want to talk about the emotional stress that's felt by kids with some of the virtual activities that they can do over the course of the summer that is going to help them stay well emotionally.
2: I know so many teachers have their kids to keep journals. And I mean, I do myself most of the time. Uh, and it's such a good way to reflect and process events that happened during the last year. Um, and they, there was a bunch of prompts that they could use. They could say things like, I used to think, but now I think in this class, I was challenged by one thing I learned about myself this year was, one thing I learned about the world this year was, one question I'm carrying with me is, um, especially if they've kept that journal throughout the year, it is their chance to do their final entry and their reflection. And it really helps them to feel a little bit better because they're getting it off their chest.
0: I like how those are really open-ended too, Deanne, right? It's not like a one one sentence, but it's really causing them to think about it. I think that, you know, having this quarantine too and remote learning and all of it is really it's gonna cause so many students to become thinkers outside the box thinkers yeah. I think and hopefully be more reflective because you
3: know we got nothing but time <laughs> to be
2: thinking right. over here right. so <laughs>
3: <laughs> they're not rushing from one activity to the next they yeah. have time uh-huh. to reflect right. yeah yep.
2: yeah and you could also I mean have the kids send their journal reflections to you or you could share excerpts from them you know on a zoom meeting or something
1: yeah. well and then too over the course of the summer even to encourage them to keep, a journal or a diary on their own mm-hmm. and just to explore different ways that, because it's a life skill, isn't it? Yes, yeah, it, it is. is mm-hmm. It's, uh, you know, to explore different ways that artists and writers journal about their experiences. Sometimes it's a bullet journal. Maybe it's an art journal. Maybe it's, you know, um, maybe it's a story journal, maybe it's memoirs, it, it, but to be Photo journal. Don't forget photo that. Journal, absolutely. A scrapbook. Uh-huh know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yes.
3: You could also ask your students to create notes of appreciation for members of their class and the school community. Um, I know I got really excited when one of my former students who's now graduating high school messaged me um, and, a- and asked for my address because he wrote me a letter mm-hmm. and nobody asked him to, but he wanted to send this letter to me. And it was, it was pretty exciting, and I think anybody would be glad to get a note like that from someone else.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, you know, a classmate, a
3: colleague, um, another staff member, a parapro, the office clerk, a, a principal, anyone. It's a chance for students to thank their mentors, members of their school community. They might not have seen in person or even a friend. Just think, thanks for being my friend. There's a song cue for you. Yeah. Um Yeah.
1: yeah. Thank you, you can, for being <laughs> there. You go, but it,
3: but it works for young people too, right? Friendship, friendship is so important in school, that's, that's the piece that's missing. You can work and work and work on this distance learning thing, mm-hmm. but to nurture those friendships, that's, yes. that's what I see the parents working so hard to do. Um, so, you could randomly assign classmates to make sure that no one's left out. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, and find a way to share those, to, f- to connect, whether you do it online or whether you, um, I don't know, I would maybe send kids stamps and envelopes to, you know, to mail them to, to their. Well,
0: and to their everyone
3: friends. loves getting physical mail,
0: right? Yeah. Yes. Right, yeah.
2: right. Yeah. Send it through the snail mail, right? <laughs>
3: right. Yes.
1: Or email, whatever. I know. One of the things I taught, excuse me, I taught my kids to do. Um, we were in social studies studying the American Revolution and we we talked about um George Washington's spy ring, you know, because he was the head of a spy ring. Mm-hmm. And we looked at the actual secret code that they used. And then we I went into an offshoot on secret codes, and um we talked about ways to crack codes, and then we looked at all the different ways that you can code something to communicate a message. And then I asked them to send a letter. We shared addresses. They teamed up and to send a letter to a, a friend in our classroom that was in code. And, wow. then, and then I sent them letters. They actually sent letters to their classmates with the key as well. So the child would have to apply the key to figure out the message. But then I went ahead and sent them without the key. And I said, your task is to see if you can correct my code. Um, and so to do something like that, and to continue that in the summer, my hope is they have each other's addresses now that they'll be able to do something like that, just like what you said, but maybe even more with a twist, maybe with a code. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> or invisible cool.
2: ink. We played with that too. <laughs> that's great. That um, a, I mean, in addition to thinking about the end of the year stuff, uh we they have to begin to think about what's going to happen over the summer, and especially you know, trips are canceled, they're going to be staying home. I mean, that can be really depressing. And I know we're feeling that too. Um, But you could have them make a couple of lists and have them write about the strategies to help manage the challenges of the summer. Mm -hmm. What are some things that you can do to help to feel calm or connected with other people? Um, How can you help your community? Yeah, to make a
1: plan. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: There's also um, so many of the music, like most of the museums and zoos and aquariums, they all have like virtual field trip type things. And so we've been looking at a couple a week, like with my class and they, and the parents were saying, oh, it's so cool. Some of them have live cams. I mean, you know, like kind of giving them that experience of going somewhere mm-hmm. without actually going somewhere. <laughs> so that would be something fun to give the kids to do also. Definitely.
1: So let's, let's, we're almost out of time, ladies. So let's talk about this. What is your number one socially distanced idea for wrapping up the virtual school year with your students? What's your number one tip?
3: So for this year, I have to go back to that parade idea. That is the thing that has most impressed me of you know all the things that are going on to try to help kids through this time. So as a teacher, I would call message or text some of my parents that I knew would be the ones who would take this on and let them do all the coordination and the communication about it and and you know get it going in a safe and socially distanced way because it made all of, all of those kids feel like rock stars for one day. You know that they were important; that they mattered.
0: I love that. I think mine mm-hmm. um, would definitely be to celebrate not only their virtual learning, which they boy kudos to our kids for for getting through yeah. this, but also yeah. reminding them of just how far we've come as a class. So be it through a video format or a slideshow or one-on-one messages, whatever it is, but really show them to celebrate their learning this year and. To, and to celebrate, I think their perseverance.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, I agree Yeah.
1: I think mine is the teacher drive-by, um, if you can do it, because I'll tell you, the benefit was twofold. The first thing that, and I will always remember this, because I get, I knew they would be happy to see me, but I didn't realize how happy. Oh. Um, their faces were glowing. Oh. and. There were times, you know, when I was telling them how, you know, in my car, I'm cheering up talking about this, how proud I am of them and how hard this is and how well they're doing and telling them how they're doing well. They glowed and I didn't expect that extreme emotion from them. And then the other part of it, the reason it's my favorite is that this was also hard. This has been hard for teachers and this was hard for me. And so when I drove away from that meeting on a Sunday afternoon and, you know, at the side of the road talking to my student, I felt so much better.
2: That's great. It it
1: really helped my mental health too.
0: Well, you need to see them as much as they need to see us.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Tracy, I think another thing you guys about, you know, because you've got the oldest group of kids, they're leaving. They're not going to be back there anymore. And that's the hardest thing. Yes, yes. Um, for me, I, I really like your ideas about specifically talking to them individually, you know, through, um, through Google meet and stuff Uh and telling them what, you know, what was all these great things about them, you know, just basically what you guys said and, um, you know, kind of give them a virtual hug that way. Yes. Yes. Yeah.
1: Well, listeners, this is all we have time for today. So be sure to check out our blogs in the show notes. We've also included some links to resources. If you like what you hear, be sure you give us a shout out, leave a comment, give us five stars on your listening platform, pretty please. Be sure to join us next week, though, because we're going to be exploring virtual organization. And <laughs> you know, I hate my Google Classroom. As well as some real life organization for your summer sanity. So be sure to tune in next week because you teach so hard. I mean, so hard. Maybe, <laughs> this year, yeah.
3: Yes, so maybe hard.
1: Do too hard, right? Too hard.
3: Yes. Too hard. Time for a break.
2: Next week.